Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 10 of Empty Betters. If it sounds like I have a little pep in my step, that's because I do. Uh, We are back after a long two-week break that somehow felt like two months. We will update you all on everything and anything under the sun, hockey and tailgate-related. Uh, but first, I'm going to toss it off to my co-host, Nicholas Manella. How you doing? Doing well, and it's great to not only see you again, but also hear your voice, because <laughs> I know you couldn't talk for a while after that tailgate. Yeah, so uh, we actually couldn't record last Monday because I contracted laryngitis after watching Lamar Jackson swing his dick all over Tom Brady in the city Total, of Boston. The two aren't related at all, right? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Uh, We got to touch on the tailgate before we do anything. Uh, What a turnout, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you so much to everyone that came. Uh, I know everyone that I spoke to said they had a great time. I had a blast. I know you had a blast. Oh, I was the most hyped I've been in a long time. Just yeah. not only just because of the game, but you know, we had some friends that we knew, some new people, some listeners, some guests showed up. Shout out Matt Curtin. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, Matt. Uh, yeah, it was just a good time. Uh, thank you to anybody who brought food. It seemed like we had more food than we could possibly. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, just the support that everyone, you know, the people that donated. Thank you so much. Uh, How much money did we make? We at that not tailgate, make. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At that tailgate alone, we collected $100 in cash donations. Damn, and yeah. that's not even including all the Venmo payments that we've been receiving for the uh, donation that we'll be doing at the end of this month. You have till the end of this month to donate. Uh, you can find our Venmos and put caption ACS Foundation. Uh, but just a hell of a turnout. Whoever brought the Bud Heavies, thank you, because that kind of like took that us would, into uh, the... That would be Garrett Bond, so thank you, Garrett, for bringing the Bud Heavies. Yeah, uh, appreciate Who would have thought we would have run out of beer, but, you know... That's think what happens we, when hockey guys and football guys get together. The Whitney's got killed. I oh, mean, yeah. It was awesome. So yeah. we had a really good time. Uh, great game. Unfortunately, it resulted in me not being able to talk. And as opposed to letting you people hear my raspy voice on your lovely Tuesday mornings, we decided to schedule just a regular time next week. Uh, we couldn't make it work later in the week. So we're sorry, but we're back. And we are here to bring you a lot of updates. Uh, Nick, let's just hop into it. Do you want to get started with the State of the Unions? Just- uh, yeah, I think before we do State of the Unions, the one thing that we should touch on is this probably broke. We are recording this. This is about 6 o'clock on Monday. Uh, about two hours ago, we got the little buzz that Don Cherry had been fired from Sportsnet, Rogers, whatever you want to call that, Canadian Network. Uh, and this is pretty big. I mean, he's been the this face. Yeah, he's been the face of that uh, hockey night in Canada and coaches corner segment for about forty years. So for him to be fired is definitely big in itself. And then I think the circumstances over how it happened, I think you know, make it even bigger of a deal. Do you want to touch on that just for the people? Most people probably don't know. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know or read a incorrect Facebook article tomorrow about it, he got fired for saying that not enough people in Canada were wearing the little poppy pins that they wear for their, you know, Canadian Armed Services Remembrance Day, similar to Veterans Day in the United States. Uh, And then, you know, of course, you want to complain about that. I don't see a problem with that. And then he sort of spun it as immigrants to Canada were the reason why, or those people were the group that weren't wearing the poppy and showing support. And I think the quote was, 
you come here and love like our milk and honey and love our lifestyle, but you can't go pay two or three dollars for this little pin that's supposed to benefit uh, Canadian military. So this is enormous. I mean, I, for people who aren't like familiar with hockey night in Canada, so we have Sunday night football, right? In America, Canada is hockey night in Canada on Saturday nights. It is legendary. It's like your family, like if you're in Canada, you cluster around the TV yeah. and watch Hockey Night in Canada, regardless of who's playing. Yeah, no. And the thing is, is I've heard enough on TV shows, websites, podcasts, whatever, where he is probably, no joke, the most recognizable face in the entire country of Canada. Absolutely. Like he is more recognizable than the president of the United States is to Americans, arguably. For sure. I mean, this is yeah. that's how big of a deal this is. I and mean, he's, I mean, he's well known for you know he coached for a while, didn't go so well, but like he's more known for wearing his flashy suits and his outlandish comments and sort of like he reminds you of like that old man who's sitting on his front porch like yelling at kids to like get off his lawn. That's yes. like why people tune in to watch him. He's a legend of the game. Uh, he grew the game tremendously, and he was a great ambassador for the game. All politics aside. Uh, you know, it's a shame that – it's not even that I want to say it's a shame. It's just the old school doesn't meet the new school and that certain no, things that are said can't fly now. I and think you look at, like, his comments over, like, the last 10 years, and we all kind of yep. knew this was coming. Yeah, this isn't the first – He had know. that comment, and I think it was, like, 2013 maybe where he – said women don't belong in the locker room and he was talking about female reporters being in nhl locker rooms yeah so it's just it's old school meets new school yeah and, you know, and it's that's the era he grew up in and that's fine it's right. just you know you gotta understand, you can't say stuff like that anymore, no you gotta so. understand that times have changed yeah. and you know all again all politics aside probably one of the funniest guys and oh, the best, yeah. one of the best personalities I mean, ever. like, you know, it's one of those things where you tune in because you love to hear what he says, or you tune in because you're like, this guy is a complete moron, and I hate what he says. But either way, you're watching. I think he's the second biggest Caps hater behind me. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, everyone that works for Hockey Night in Canada hates the Caps. Good, so. that's why I like him. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Caps, State of the Union, touch on it. Uh, is it hot in here, or is it just my hockey team? Actually, I'm pretty cold right now. They look real good. It's fucking right freezing now. outside right now. They look right real good right now. Uh, your Washington Capitals are leading the NHL with 29 points, a 13 2 and 3 record, and they're 9 0 and 1 in their last 10. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's sweet. It's really all you got to yeah. say, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm I excited, but they do have some tough games ahead. Primarily, I think game of the week coming up this week will be Saturday in Boston against the Bruins, and yours truly is going up to Boston to watch the boys play. God bless your soul. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. You can see Peter Griffin's everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> so what, are you going down Friday and spend the night, or are you going down Saturday during the day? So we're going to fly up there on Friday, uh, probably hit some breweries or something, Why'd you put the word probably in there? Uh, yeah, okay, so we're going to hit some breweries, <laughs> and then uh, the game is Saturday night, and then we'll fly back on Sunday. God bless you. Yeah. That's going to be a really good game. I'm yeah. surprised. You know, I, when I choose to go to games, I want to go to a game where you know that they have, like, a really good chance to win. Not that you guys don't, but right. that's, a, that's a coin. That's going to be a pick em, I yes, would say. Yes, for sure. Uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, that team is arguably the best team in the NHL right now. Yeah, I think this. It's the two best teams in the league. It is, and I'm excited to see them play. I'm excited to check out the upper deck at the Garden and see how cramped these seats actually are. 
Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, apparently uh, Boston Garden has taken out like rows of 14 seats and then put in like rows of 18 seats. Yep. To fit more people, yeah. but it's less legroom. And there's like six inches of legroom. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll probably be fine. I, I I feel like the people who have the biggest problem with that is the older crowd who have like knee problems or like fat people. Fat people, yeah. yeah. Or something. Are we allowed to say that? Whatever. <laughs> Don Cherry. Peter, uh, we're not getting fired from Peter Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> we're not getting fired from uh, uh, Jesus Christ English <laughs> hockey night in Canada. So who cares? Yeah. Um, as far as my team goes, the Penguins. Uh, so Sidney Crosby hurt in Saturday's contest versus the Chicago Blackhawks. That is probably the biggest news right now. There is no further update other than that he will not play against the New York Rangers on Tuesday evening. So keep that in mind if you're looking for a couple underdog bets. Actually, the Rangers might even be favored for that now. I don't know. Um, But anyways, he's hurt. That sucks. Malkin's back. That's good. Latang's hurt. That sucks. Uh, You know, running through the, the big three there. We have gone 10 straight games without a power play goal. We are the fourth worst power play in the league at 12.5%. We have six power play goals on 48 opportunities so far this year. That, to me, stands out to be the biggest problem with this team. That slingshot fucking break-in makes me want to take my stupid microphone. Welcome to my personal hell. I want to throw this microphone through the window every yeah. time I see Malkin with his mouth breathing self come up. He's like, oh, I passed Buck. Right. And he goes up. And he, super get, league. and he goes to the middle red line, right? And then he drops it back to Schultz. And then Schultz snaps it to the side to fucking cancel who does a backhand tip in. Gets the puck deep. And the other team gets it behind the net because their goalie stops it and dumps it down the puck. And we all just sit there and swing our hands in a circle and say, oh my god, I wish we had this person not injured or this person. Not. It doesn't fucking matter. Our power play sucks. It is horrible. And another little rant part, Alex Galchenyuk still does not have a goal. I get he was out for a majority of the month of October with his weird spider sense bites or whatever, but he's got got to get on the board. This is starting to get kind of weary. Murray, again, he was playing good. Now he's kind of back on to earth. He's not playing bad, but I guess he could be playing better. I'm not... Totally sure, to be quite honest. The only bright spot is Brian Rust is back, and he looks absolutely incredible. He has seven points through his six games back. He netted two goals, the game game winner and the big momentum swing goal against the Islanders that the Pens won the other night. Uh, we are on a two-game win streak, so it might sound like I'm harping. I, look, with Sid going down, I just don't know how things are going to go. Uh, the big guns are looking good our defense is still questionable uh but that's really all i have i think they're they just gotta stay afloat till the new year and i think we'll be fine yeah i the caps went through the whole slingshot pass debacle all of last year miserable it's the worst it's so frustrating to it, watch. when it works it's you're like why doesn't everybody do well, this? the thing like for it to work the trail player has to be hitting that line like the center line full speed full speed so that works when you have and nobody does. mcdavid yeah. or mckinnon or yeah. dylan larkin and, but nobody does that on right. our teams it's like you have to be going full throttle and you have to be able to handle the puck at a really high rate of speed because you've got to go through at least two guys before you get that puck in yeah and then when they don't go through two guys they get just kind of like do that backhand chip pass to the sidewall and they put them right on the blue line and it's basically a suicide pass and someone picks it off well yeah and because they chip it in and they held everyone up at the blue line because they did a drop pass. No one's in deep to go get the puck and they have to go from a standstill as exactly. opposed to on the fly. I can't stand it. It really is starting to piss me off. Anyways, that's enough nerd talk for the day. <laughs> um, 
In other news around the league, the New York Islanders have won 10 of their last 11 that won, or no, 11 of their last 12, pardon me. Uh, they did win 10 in a row before losing to the Penguins last week, I believe, on Thursday, but they won over the weekend. Can't remember who they played, uh, but they're winners of 11 of their last 12. You could argue that them and the Caps are the two hottest teams in the league right now. I would say so. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty fair uh, assessment. Some other hot teams around the league, just to give you guys an update. This is according to last 10 games as of yesterday, Sunday, November 10th. New York Islanders 9-0-1, Washington Capitals 9-0-1, St. Louis Blues 9-1, Flyers 7-2-1, Dallas 7-3, Boston 6-2-2, and, and Montreal des Canadiens 6-3-1. Great All those, Yes, thank you. <laughs> so those are your top 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Those are your top 7 teams in the last 10 games as of Sunday, November 10th. That is something to keep in mind. So... You guys know on this podcast we love to gamble. Uh, you know who else loves to gamble? Evander Kane. <laughs> oh, and, I, thought, uh, I, I actually completely forgot to put that on there. He is being sued by the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas uh, for $500,000 in unpaid gambling markers. Jesus. So I don't know about you, but the way I just see my explanation for this is being like, oh, he was blacked the fuck out, yeah. got a marker for 500K, yep. lost, and completely forgot to pay it. Uh, probably a fair assessment. The funny part is, is there's actually a picture on the internet that always goes viral of him with the... He's out, he's on a Vegas yeah. loft. And he's and he, holding the money, right? He's got like a huge <laughs> stack of hundreds like a, like as a cell phone up to his ear, and it's just like that picture just went everywhere when this came right, out. It's so versatile. You could use it for anything. Yeah, you could use it when he signed his new contract. You can use it for this. <laughs> it's just great. Well, speaking of the new contract, you would think that 500k really wouldn't be that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, you could with the sneeze and pay that, but no, literally, uh, he farts and like two bucks come out. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with this, but I just think it's so funny. He lives in Vegas, I think, in the off season, right? I believe you are correct yeah. on that. I think I've read on that uh, somewhere on some social media platform. Yeah. Uh, in other news, McKinnon is carrying the Abs with two straight wins in the midst of the injuries that they have been going through with Rantanen. And Landeskog out. Kale McCarr, quietly, 17 points in 17 games. Called it for Calder, just saying. Yeah, you did call that for Calder at the start of the year. Uh, 17 points in 17 games as a defenseman, holy shit. Uh, especially when you're basically a rookie and it's you're the main guy on the blue line. Seriously. I mean, he's, he's logging minutes. Yeah. I mean, this kid, what, 19, 20, I think, something like that? Something. Or, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's incredible what he's doing right now. I feel like not a lot of people are talking about him. But, no. geez, 17 and 17, yeah, he's got to be the favorite for the Calder right now, I would say. Definitely. And the Avalanche, you know, they're they're just kind of like the Penguins right now. They're just trying to get to the uh, New Year staying afloat. They'll actually be higher up in the standings than the Penguins. But, you know, until those two big guns come back, uh, they're just going to try to keep it 500 hockey, I would say. Definitely. Uh, the Lightning seem to have found their groove a little bit here lately. They won both games in the International Series in Stockholm, Sweden over the weekend against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, they covered the puck line in both of those contests. I was too scared to bet them. Whatever. Uh, but they seem to have found their groove here a little bit. And if you want to touch on something that happened over there uh, in the game with oh, Nikita the, Kucherov. The Kucherov hit, Yeah. So, I don't know if you can call this a dirty hit, 
I will. Yeah, it was a low hit, and low hits when a player really isn't expecting it are really scary. Yeah. That's how, you know, guys can just blow their knees or ankles out. It was late. It was late. It was low. It was unneeded, you know. Yeah. It, he hit Saboka, right? Yeah. So if you haven't seen the clip, Saboka kind of dumps slash passes the puck into the corner, like yeah. to the side of the net, and he's got his head turned towards the net, and then when he looks forward, it's Kucherov laying a quote-unquote hip check, but he kind of threw it like... He not, just low-bridged him, basically. Yeah, yeah, he took him out like right above the kneecaps and you know basically just catapulted him. Yeah, which and, is big no-no, but of course, it's the NHL, it's Kucherov, no action was taken. Uh, yeah, and I know you know this has been mentioned already in the media, but Milan Lucic, Milan Lucic gets a two-game suspension for punching a guy in the face right. for hitting his goalie, but Kucherov yeah. doesn't get anything for throwing a low blow like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And Saboka didn't about. play the next game, and I think he's still kind of – I don't know dinged if they up. have like a timetable for his return either. Yeah, he's probably still a little digged up. And usually they take that into consideration when handing out suspensions. Did the Definitely. guy leave the game? Yeah. Did he even get a penalty? I don't even remember. No, he didn't. And the worst part was he – Kucherov hits him. None of the Sabres do anything. I don't know if they just didn't see it or – Yeah, I don't know. You know, whatever. It's kind of behind the play. Yeah, exactly. And then Kucherov just – in like – immediately just skates to the bench and hops over the bench. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Go run away. Right. Like, you know what you did. Yeah. So. I understand. Yeah. Uh, But that's, you know, really what's up with the Lightning lately. I think they're going to be good this week. I know they got a game up against the Rangers, so I would probably keep on the lookout for that, even though it's not one of my picks for the week. Um, Carolina has taken a dip off since its really hot start in the first two weeks of October. They were Nick's go-to moneymaker for the first two weeks on their money lines, but in their last 10 games, they are 3-6-1. Yep. They will be playing the Ottawa Senators tonight, I believe, when we're recording this on Monday, November 11th. Wouldn't be surprised, talking to my future self, if the Senators pull a little upset here. I completely agree. They've just kind of faltered, had some problems. Goaltending's been a big issue for them as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a team that gets very hot and very cold. And our most recent memories of them, i.e. the playoffs and the start to this season, have been them really, really hot. Yeah. I mean, after that run and then, you know, going against Boston and losing, they still, you know, started the year off really well. And it seems like after two weeks went by, they started off like 8-1 and one or something. And they've just kind of, not 8-1, and one, they only have, uh, yeah, 8-1 and one actually. I was right. Definitely. Now they've kind of just fallen off the wagon. So. Yeah. Uh, the Blues, the St. Louis Blues are staying hot, even without their star player, Tarasenko, who probably won't be back until the playoffs if they make it, which it looks like they will at this rate. Uh, as I mentioned in the hot teams currently, they have the fourth best record in their last 10. They look really good, Nick. They look really, really good. Uh, and like you said, without their best player. Yeah. That's the... Braden Shen. Yeah, Braden Shen has looked great. Was your first liner the other week. He was, and he continues to produce. Uh, they had a trade. Uh, they dealt yep. Robbie Fabry to the Red Wings, and they got Jacob De La Rose. And I think that trade's a win-win for both sides. Fabry scored twice in his debut with the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. And I think De La Rose is a little bit more of the gritty guy, fits right into the Blues system so well. Yeah, like you said, a little more of a grit guy, maybe block a couple more shots, PK time, yada, yada, yada. They have enough studs up front that they might not necessarily need the the finesse-type player. Yes, but he fits that Blues-style playoff hockey mentality so well. 
Yes, agreed. And uh, I think that's a, a win for the Wings because they get a goal scorer. They get another goal scorer, and they right. have some firepower. They just have nothing on the back end. Yeah, which is why they're dead last in right. the league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dallas. Dallas is 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Nick said at the start of the season, Dallas puck line was going to ride you till the sunset goes down. I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> I got the point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I butchered that saying. I'll fully admit that. Uh, but they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Nick, what do you think? They're putting it together. Uh, you know, I think they just didn't really click right out of the gate. Obviously, they had some pretty serious injury problems. Guys are starting to come back. Guys are starting to put it together. Right. I think Bishop's also played a lot better. It looks like in these last 10 games, I'm looking at this on some weird hockey website that I can't even pronounce all the letters in this. Uh, he has a 9-2-5 in his last eight starts. 9-2-5 save percentage in his last eight starts. So... That's something to keep in mind uh, here going forward. He might have caught a little fire. Definitely. Those are the numbers they need from him going forward if they want to make a deep run this postseason. Agreed. And the New York Rangers continue to be the underdogs of the season. They continue to beat teams that they really shouldn't be beating, but they keep doing it. Uh, they beat the Hurricanes when the Hurricanes right before the Hurricanes went on the skid. Actually, the Rangers started the skid for them, I yep. believe. The Rangers have beaten the Canes, the Predators, and the Lightning all within the last two weeks. Uh, they took Florida even to a shootout the other night in a 6-5 loss. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for some underdog money line picks, the Rangers are definitely the team to choose right now. Uh, you know, they came a little slow out of the gate. Capo Kako scored the other day against the yes. Panthers. They're starting to pick it up. Mika Zibanejad is out right now, I believe. So that's a huge loss for them, their first-line center. We'll see how things go uh, here going forward, but I think they're, they're exactly what I thought they would be at the start of the year. They're a team who can beat anybody in the league, but they're not going to take it to the top of the They're not going to win consistently. Like, exactly. They're not going to put enough wins together to make a playoff Like, push. they'll lose to the Wild, like, 4-2 yes. to two on a home game. Yeah, or they'll go then, on, like, that Western Canada yeah. road trip or the California road trip, and they'll drop three in a row. Yeah, and then they'll come back and they'll beat, like, the fucking Bruins exactly. for the Lightning. So that's just yeah. kind of how that team looks to me right now, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're a gambler. If you're a Rangers fan, so No, like, if they can start stringing together a consistent, you know, number of wins, then look out, but... Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, so one, of, uh, this is sort of funny. So one of the other things I noticed about during it was during a Caps game. It was when the Caps were in Florida. This was Thursday night, and uh, I had gone out to dinner with my girlfriend to celebrate her birthday. We get back, and the Caps are losing three to two. So me already of having had a couple drinks, I decided to live bet them. Let's and it, go. And it hit, so, You're the king yeah, of the live bet. I am the king of the live bet. But I noticed, I was like, wow, like the attendance at the Florida Panthers game looks really, really good. Like the entire lower bowl was filled. And then I realized that it was because it was the third period and everyone had just moved down. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because probably in the first period, I was like, oh, like no one's there. And then I went back and watched the highlights the next morning of the first period, and there was no one there. Isn't that sad? They got a, really, they got a cup contending team, arguably. It is, but, I mean, there were a ton of cap sweaters there. so Probably some Rockets, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than that, that's all I've got for news. I wanted to run down some of the big injuries for you guys. Uh, John Klingberg of the Dallas Stars is out at least two weeks after being hit by a puck. 
this whole hit by a buck thing is a trend that we've seen over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Yep. Brian Little uh, of the Winnipeg Jets has a perforated eardrum and entered concussion protocol after being hit in the head with a teammate slap shot. I'm going to have to get my anatomy book out for that one. Ugh. That's scary. He had a concussion earlier this year, so hopefully he's okay and gets back soon. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, same thing. Colorado Avalanche out indefinitely with a broken jaw. Uh, Mitch Marner for Toronto is out four weeks with ankle problems. That's huge. That's huge. I the Leafs have been kind of sketchy here as of late. You know, I, they they started so hot and now they're kind of like five hundred win here, win there, yes. blah blah blah. This is going to be a now they got Johnny T back. Yes, but I feel the Marner injury is much worse for them than the Tavares injury. I couldn't agree more, and I can honestly tell you. I probably wouldn't have thought that before this year, but I've watched enough of their games now where I see how much of an impact he has, especially on the power play. Yes. They need him big. You could argue he's – I'm not saying he's the best player, but he's the most valuable player to I that think team. he's the most consistent player on that team. I would could not agree more. Yeah. Uh, the only other injury note I have, uh, you touched on Crosby, is Marcus Nunavara of the Blue Jackets. He's out on the IR with an upper body injury. So. Also, Nick Foligno of the Blue Jackets uh, got suspended today for three games, three I believe, games, for right, that yeah. elbowing hit on, I can't remember his name, but yes. whatever. Uh, just something to keep, I mean, the Blue Jackets are already going to be heavy underdogs regardless, but this will probably just make it even worse. That'll pretty much do it for the league updates since we all last spoke. Now let's get into the gambling part of this episode. I am going to recap my picks from last episode did pretty well. Went three and zero. Puck line for the Bruins over the Sharks on that Tuesday night that I picked that hit. The Rangers over the Lightning underdog pick that hit. Uh, the Predators also covered the puck line against the Hawks. That was a bonus pick I had that hit. Uh, and the Kings versus Canucks over hit on that Wednesday night as well. So I said three and zero. I actually went four and zero, but I only officially. You're only supposed to publish three, but that uh, Predators puck line against the Hawks was a little extra, so your boy went 4-0 and last week. Nick, how about I you? I believe I went 2-1. and You did. Yeah, did you have them written down? I don't, but okay, you went 2-1. Yeah. We post it on the Instagram story all the time, yeah. so just keep a lookout for that if you're looking for uh, picks or recaps. Let's get into this week's picks. Nick's start us off. So looking at these games, I was going to pick – the Penguins on the puck line in New York on Wednesday. But now that Crosby is hurt, I am going to stay well away from that. Yeah, My puck line is going to be Tuesday, probably the day you're listening to this, the Blues against the Coyotes. Ooh. You're going to take the Blues? I'm going to take the Blues. Okay. That's probably going to be plus 170, I would say. I think that. so. Yeah, that's going to be a nice one. Yeah. I like that. Right? Uh, Coyotes, it's gonna be fat. they're like me. Yeah, it's going to be a fat one. That's yeah. going to gonna be one where people are like, okay, I can double my money. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely uh, not what went through my head. but uh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for my puck line pick, I actually am going to do one, and I'll give you a little bonus as well. Uh, I'm going to do the Capitals versus the Canadians on Friday night. I'm going to take the Caps on the puck line. I hate betting the Caps, but... I'd be an idiot not to. I believe Ovi has tortured the Canadians in his career. I think he's going to put up a Hattie or something. I mean, the Caps at home are invincible. The Caps at home on a weeknight on a weekend night are like un absolute beatable. Like it's insane. So I'm going to take him on the puck line. 
Uh, I'm, my bonus pick, I'm going to take the Predators over the Hawks. I, if that sounds familiar, it's because I just said I did that two weeks ago. I'm going to do the Preds versus the Hawks on Saturday night. That game is in Nashville. They're coming back from a road trip. Uh, they have not been good this road trip. They've dropped two of they've dropped the first two games on the road trip already, and they have one more coming up this week. I like them coming back home. You know, the Hawks are the Hawks. Uh, the Predators have been one of the best puck line teams when at home. So far this season, I'm going to take the Preds. You like that Preds puck line, don't you? I do like that Preds puck yeah. line. It's just because that defense, they outshoot their opponents by such a wide margin. So much. So yeah. I just feel like, you know, Pecorine has been lights out so far this season. The defense is good. Their off- I mean, their offense is really good. I think they already have, like, almost every player on their team has over 10 points already, which yep. is insane. Uh, so my money line. I've got the Islanders versus Fuck the you. Leafs. No. <laughs> no. God damn it. I, ta- I told you before the episode, I was like, this is the lock of the century. Islanders versus the Leafs on Wednesday. <sighs> That's Another mine too. Another game for John Tavares. Give it Long to Island. me. Marner is out. Tavares is back. It's at the Collie. It's not oh. in that bullshit Brooklyn Nets fucking spot. It's they got rid the, of the car. Yeah, they yeah. did get rid of the car. I'll give you that. It's back at the Collie. It's going to be loud. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember watching this game last year? Yeah. I watched it on my laptop. Yes. I, the Penguins were on. I turned it off. I didn't even watch the Penguins. That arena was like game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, my God. Someone threw a snake on the ice. Get, get, this is the must-watch game of the week. Yes. I'm if going you, all if in. If you think these people have moved on, you no. are sorely mistaken. No, yeah, absolutely. They're New Yorkers. It no, just of course, they can't move on. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, I'm yeah. throwing five units. That's going to be a big one. Five so. units. That's a big boy bet. That's yeah. that's not one that you're going to shy away from. So the yeah. Islanders on the money line over the Leafs on Wednesday. I don't. I wouldn't puck line it. I think it's going to be a close game, but the Islanders got to pull that out. This would not surprise me if it one went to overtime, two went to a shootout. Yeah. Or three was just a one goal game in general. I might actually bet it to go to overtime. For those of you who don't do that, you can if you bet a game to go to overtime, it's usually like plus three hundred. I mean, you can triple your money. So yeah. something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, um, this is the lock of maybe the year. This is the lock of the year. I'm I'm going out on a limb. This is the game that's the lock of the year. With how hot the Islanders have been and how sketchy the Leafs have been, and with Marner out, this is the game where you're gonna make all your money to pay off all your beer for like till the end of Christmas. It's yeah. it's happening. This is it. Uh so we both have the same one there. My over under, I'm gonna take the over on the Avalanche at the Oilers on Thursday. Two teams Good with pick. a lot of firepower. Zadorov's out for the Avalanche. That should give McDavid and Drysaitel a clear path to the net. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good pick. Drysaitel's leading the league in points, by the way. Fun yeah. fact. Um, I'm taking, and I'm not very confident on over under this week at all. I was looking at the games this week and didn't really like anything. But if because this is a hat trick segment, I'm going to pick it anyway. Canucks versus Avalanche on Saturday night. The Canucks will be at home. They usually tend to put up a lot of goals when they're at home. Uh, they're averaging like 3.8 goals per game when they're at home, so almost four. Uh, the Avalanche, they got they got Mac. They got Mac Daddy. What do you want me to say? Nothing else. It'll probably be it's a, the only thing you ever need to win hockey games. Uh, I'd say it's probably going to be a six and a half. Or if it's on six, jump on it. If it's on six and a half, I mean, look, I'm not that confident on it, but take it for what it is. Well said. 
Who is your first liner for the week? We're going to hop into the first liner versus fourth liner segment here. You're going to love this. It's Jake the Snake Verana. He's got five goals in his last five games. He's got 16 points in 18 games, and he looks red hot. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, my first liner is going to be – actually, I have two. Brian Rust. Brian Rust, since coming back from injury, has seven points in six games played. Two goals versus the Islanders the other night. He looks really good. I would imagine his ice time is going to go up when Sydney is out. He'll probably be on the first line with Malkin. Uh, keep an eye on that. My other one, this is kind of obvious, and I touched on it earlier in the episode, but you know, I figured not a lot of people might have known this stat going into this episode. Cal McCarr, 17 points in 17 games, first line power play, nothing else to be said. Nice. Uh, my fourth liner is Eric Carlson, and this is because the Sharks suck. Uh, Carlson's got 11 <laughs> points, but he's also a minus 11, and the Sharks just have so many problems right now between goalies and defense. And it's, gambling. It's just bad. <laughs> 500K it's, debt. It's just bad. Yeah, so. they really don't look good. Uh, my fourth liner, actually, I think this is the second time you've picked Carlson this year probably. I, I, I think it might have been the first week. I can't remember. It, that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not no, I can't remember, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I did. Uh, my fourth liner is Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, yeah, another Penguins player. Got traded for Phil Kessel coming into this year, looking to be returned. Not looking, well, he was a 30-goal scorer in Montreal, uh, trying to get back to form, and he just hasn't found the back of the net yet. Like I said earlier in the episode, I know he was hurt, but he's got to put up some points. And now that Crosby's out, he's going to have a lot more weight on his shoulders to put up some offensive production. He's got to step the fuck up. Definitely. That's why he was brought there, and I'm honestly a little bit surprised that he hasn't. But Yeah, I mean, the whole spider bite, who knows if he's fully healthy or not, but regardless. Uh, so we're actually going to bring you a fun segment here. Nick thought of this, and I actually kind of liked it. Uh, we are going to go over our three favorite and three least favorite NHL logos. Not jerseys, but strictly the logo. Uh, so we did uh, we did uniforms a while ago. Yes. Uh, got some great feedback from that. So I figured we would go in and just do the logos. It's something fun that we can talk about. I'm sure this is going to get a little bit contentious. So <laughs> we should enjoy this Let's one. Just hop into. Do it. you want to do best ones first or worst ones first? Let's do best. Okay. I feel like you got to save the worst. Ones. Okay. I want to hear your three best first. Um, we'll do snake draft. Okay. All right. So. Obviously, mine first is going to be Blackhawks. Okay. It's, it, it's the best one in sports, in my opinion. Yep. You can't go wrong with that one. Yep. Is that what you have? So I left it off my list because I knew you were going to pick it. Oh, you're a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I can see that. Iconic. It's it hasn't changed iconic. in almost 100 years. Yeah, it's so. pretty cool. I actually thought about putting that on here, but I I'll t- I put a different one on here that you're probably not going to like. Okay. So I think we might have the same one. Maybe. I think I know what you're thinking. Okay. Maybe. Um, my second favorite is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Great one. I just, especially the new one, the, the new the one. bulky one. When Sundin was in the league, I wasn't a huge fan of, but now they've got like the actual Leaf look to it. I, yeah. I really like it. I think it's great. Uh, I said the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I, th- I like that. It's so simple, like just a C with like fire coming off of it, but it it pops so well. I like the color too. Yeah, especially for the alternates, like when the C is white. Yes. I really like that. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, my third favorite. This is the one that I subbed out for the Red Wings. Let's. Do you want to guess it? I want to see. Is it the Flyers? It is not. Okay. I actually thought about that, but yeah. it's not. Uh, I have the New Jersey Devils. Okay. Ever since I was a kid, that was I've, a good one. I've just loved the Devils. Uh, not loved the Devils, but the Devils logo. 
I don't know. I, it's simple. It has everything you want and nothing more. I remember getting my PS2 in the year 2002 when I was like six, sitting in the basement of my first house, and my dad got me NHL 02 with Mario on the cover, and nice. I'm playing it, and I'm like learning all about this, and I, it's clear as day in my mind. I My dad always made us play the Penguins versus the Red Wings or the Penguins versus the Devils because those were his two least favorite teams. And they were nasty back then. And they too. were nasty. Yeah. And the Penguins were kind of bad. Yeah. So it was always <laughs> tough. But I I don't know why, but just seeing Marty Brodeur with the Devils logo, it just it, there's something about it that just kind of pops to me. I yeah. really like He did it. such a good job with bringing that into his mask too. Like his mask never had like a ton of art on it. No, it was But simple. it was just so simple. The goat. Yeah. And then my last one is, well, the last one that I liked is the Flyers. As much as I hate these scumbag assholes, I just think it's such, it's one of the most iconic logos in sports. I would agree with that. And it's like when you see it, it either pisses you off or you just know about it right away. It's a classy logo for an unclassy fan base, so. Exactly. There you go. All right, this is what we, this is what I've been waiting for. I can't wait to hear this. Warm up the oven because it's time to roast. (laughs) All right. Here we go. You start. uh, Nick is very passionate about jerseys and logos. It's really funny. Um, all right, my worst logo in the NHL is the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, it's bad. Is that what you have? I didn't put them on there. We've already like bashed on them enough, but yeah, it's terrible. It literally is a D. Yeah. And the old one said Ducks. They went from the best to the worst. They went from like the best uniform in sports in sports history. Yeah. To this garbage peanut butter orange just. Ugh. It's like a Halloween-themed Oreo. It really is, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I put Columbus on here. Fuck, that's my second worst. Yeah, I just... I don't get it. I don't know what it is. It doesn't look good. Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. All right, so my second worst was Columbus, because it's literally just a star with a red stripe. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. But since he did the jackets, I'll substitute the jackets out. I am going to do the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, interesting. I can't take it. It's literally a circle. Yeah. It's hard to like kind of find. Listen, they're white unis, the unis themselves yeah, the with ones, the canes. Yeah, this has sweet. like a script. But the red, on ho- it. the red home ones, I know we're just talking strictly logos, but the logo doesn't really pop to me. It's just kind of. I feel like that's one of those ones where you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. I, you know which one I honestly did love that they got rid of? What? Or I don't know if they still have it, but it was the the, hur- the hurricane warning flag. Yeah. I think that's sick, but I that is kind of cool. But yeah. the regular like eye of the storm, yeah. like, I'm not a big fan. I think it's just it was cool when they did it, you know, when they like moved from Hartford or whatever. Right. And now it's just a little bit You can do better than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh I put the Ottawa Senators. Yep. Uh like I thought about I that. I feel like they have like they've had cool sweaters in the past and you have like a pretty cool mascot, I guess, but their new logo doesn't look as good as the old logo when Danny Heatley was there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like the Heatley Alfredson ones were so much better. This yeah. one is just it's bad. It clashes with your uniform. Yeah, it's not. It's good. not great. I feel bad. The team sucks. <laughs> I picked them for worst uniforms anyways. It's just I don't know. Yeah, you guys are garbage. It's to not good for them. So my third uh, least favorite is probably going to surprise some people because these are usually pretty iconic jerseys because of the history of the team. The Edmonton Oilers. Really? It 
just it says Oilers, but the letters just drag down farther. I mean, it's not anything special, right? Am I crazy? Yeah. I, I mean, listen, the orange and the blue with the Gretzky, like pe- that's why people like it. They're like, oh my god, it's but, iconic. It's like if you said something bad about Montreal's logo. Yeah, but I just. It, it's just not good. It says the word Euler in a circle and drags the letters down to All the, the way to the bottom of the circle. What's so special about yeah. that? There's not really anything that special in my opinion. No. I put uh, the Florida Panthers. Yeah, again, went from best to worst. Went from like great logos back in like the 90s, early 2000s, and then they've just done this an absolute hatchet job with the it. The new cat. It's, yeah, it looks... No pun intended. It looks like a Swedish elite league team. It doesn't look good. They have, you know, their crest on the front looks like it would be at home as a shoulder patch. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really yeah. Like yeah, it just doesn't look like it belongs there. Uh, I know they had like the state flag incorporated somewhere, like on yeah. the shoulder. That's kind of cool, but you know, it would be sick. And maybe I'm completely <laughs> off guard on this. Like the Canes do with their uh, away jerseys, it says Canes diagonal. Yeah. Make Florida have like a navy blue alternate that just says cats. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be cool. Yeah. I love when teams throw nicknames in there to do yes, that. Yes, I agree. Like when, uh, not the Sens one, because that one was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but like when Tampa did the Bolts, that was great. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I like that kind of shit. Yeah. It gives it a nice uh, little swaggy vibe to it. Yeah. So we are actually going to end this episode with doing a run-through of a recent ESPN article that was published by NHL writer, let me get his name here for you guys, Chris Peters. We're going to give our reactions on his 15 takes from the first month of the NHL season in October. So you want to run through it or me? I'll run through it. Okay, uh, let's just go good. buy or sell here. So are you buying or selling that the Lightning are still the best team in the Atlantic Division? Um, I'm going to sell that. I think the, I think Boston's the real deal. I, I know I said in the season preview that Tampa would kind of cakewalk the season, which I completely predicted correctly. They'll still be like second, but I just think Boston's on a mission. I'm also going to sell this if you're picking anyone else besides the Bruins is the best team in the Atlantic you have your head up your ass <laughs> so nice. uh, buy or sell uh, the Sabres and Oilers will make the playoffs I'm selling both okay I'm selling both I'm really... selling this because I think only one will which one we actually talked about we did. this that's why I'm asking you now yeah, two weeks a while later. ago and I think I said the Sabres yes. not the Oilers correct and I'm going to stick with that if I were to pick one of the two I would also say the Sabres yeah the Oilers are starting to Come off the rails a little bit. Yeah, the a little second bit. that McDavid or Drysital like go through a slump or falter a little bit, yes. it's going to come grinding to a halt. Now, some people are probably going to crucify me for saying the Oilers are coming off the rails when they're still first place in the Pacific Division with 26 points, and the next closest is Calgary with 23. But 12, they're 12, five and two. Nine of those 12 wins came in the first three weeks of the season. So they haven't been playing great as of late. Uh, and, you know, I just – it's one of those teams where I feel like it's got to come off the rails eventually. The Flames are good. The Knights have not been playing up to their usual standard. They're going to be better. The Yotes, I think, are going to be coming. Uh, you know, the Sharks have really been disappointed this year, so I think that's the reason Edmonton's been able to take a leap in the standings. We'll see how it all plays out. They might be a wild card team, but I'm going to sell both. Nice. 
Uh, the Washington Capitals should have their goalies do a 50-50 split with games in net. So this is when you know that it's an ESPN-published article because they're trying to say that the Capitals, who have the best goalie in the league, Braden Holpe, uh, you know, shouldn't be playing him night after night. I mean, just because they have Ilya Samsonov doesn't mean that they have to bench Holpe. It should not be a 50-50 timeshare. I'd say 60-30 if you want to use a little load management. Shout out NBA. You guys suck. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe 75-25. The NBA sucks. I'm sorry. No, it really does. I could not agree more. Uh, I just reading this kind of stuff on ESPN infuriates me. It's so moronic, but whatever. I mean, so you're selling that too, obviously. 1,000%. Right? What do you think the split should be? I... Like three to one in terms of games. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, buy or sell, James Neal will score 40 goals. Uh, no. Sell. Same here. Selling that. Mid 30s. Yeah. Uh, buy or sell, Elias Pettersson will finish in the top 10 in scoring. I'm going to buy the shit out of I this. I am buying the shit out of this one as well. I think he'll I'm be like. Here a, for this. I think he'll be like eighth. Yeah. Something I like agree. That. I Kids think, a, like, even if he comes in 10th. Kid's a point per game player. I mean, Absolutely. Career-wise, he's a point-per-game player, yes, too. Yes, he is. He's insane. So that one I really do like. Uh, here's another one I like. A defenseman will finish in the top 15 in scoring. I mean, I feel like that's a given. Carlson's definitely going to finish top 15. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, maybe Yossi. Yeah. I don't know. He gets a lot of secondary assists. But, yeah, I think, I think Carlson will finish top 15. Uh, this one's going to be good. The Sharks will be a lottery team, buy or sell. Uh, they better hope so Evander King can pay off his debt. But... <laughs> I'm funny sometimes. Yeah. Um, lottery team? Can't isn't every team a lottery team that's like bottom fifteen? I, I mean, think you mean like a legitimate like do shot I, at the first. NHL what is, pick. So if you tell me, is lottery team bottom three or bottom five? I would say bottom five. No, I don't. Think I'm going to so sell either. it. I think they'll. They're going to be stupid. Not stupid. They're doing what they have to, but they'll probably finish middle of the road. They'll be like 21st in the league and yeah, get like. But with a lineup like that, it's not like that team can just tank. Uh, no, but I really don't think they're going to turn it around. I mean, their goaltending is atrocious. It Mar- is. Martin yeah. Jones is just as useful as the trash cans. Like, I think at right. best, they might finish middle of the pack. I'm saying they're going to be like a 21st place in the league, wow. seventh to ninth pick in that range. Just nothing that's ever going to. Wow. That's just my pick. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes will trade for a goalie before the deadline. This is probably the toughest one out of all of them. I don't think so, man. It's too hard to trade for a goalie. There's too many assets to give up. I'm going to sell this. I agree. It's just too Completely. it's too steep of a price in middle of the season when they know they can get you. Not a shot. Exactly. Uh, Mark Stone will be a Hart Trophy finalist. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so, and Dude. it's because his name is not McKinnon and not McDavid. Yeah, I mean, so. what more is there to say? Or Drysaddle, put yeah, him in the mix. Seriously, there. I mean, look, Stone's a great player. He's a great two-way player, but at this you, point, I do not see him being a Hart Trophy finalist. Now that could change, but if you're not top five in the league in scoring, you're not winning it. No, and he's absolutely, not gonna, he's not, not going to be top five yeah. in the league in scoring. Uh, the New York Islanders will finish second in the Metro. I'm going to sell. I say third. I'm going to buy this one. You're going to buy it? Yeah. Only reason I say no is I think Philly's going to take second. Okay. I'm sticking to what I said. It's just the trots effect, I think. It's the trots effect. I'll say third. Yeah. I'll say third. Penguins get a wild card. Whatever. Fuck me. (laughs) Uh, Miko Rantanen's injury will have a bigger impact on the Central Division race than Vladimir Tarasenko. 
I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. I would say that's a definite buy. Uh, Colorado's yeah. so top-heavy. Blues and, look great. And the Blues look great, and yeah. they have way more depth. I'm reading the article, and the guy literally writes, St. Louis simply has more depth. This shouldn't even be a question. Well, why the fuck did you write the article then? <laughs> like, Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of a given, especially for that, you know, the top line and what they did last year and how much they mean to that team. Yeah, you're right. They don't have as much depth. So, yeah, Rantanen's injury is a much bigger impact on the Avs than Tarasenko on the Blues. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. Either the Rangers or the Devils will make the playoffs. Mm, hang on here. The I shit. I don't tough. think so. I I really don't. I don't think so. No. I know. Honestly, like I'm. I think I'm eating my own words here. I think at the beginning of the season, I said the Devils had I, a chance to make the playoffs. I but, did too. You know what? It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Tampa, Boston, Maple Leafs, Florida from the Atlantic, and it's going to be Penguins, Islanders, Flyers, and Caps from the Metro. It's just so hard in that's the, the East That's right the eight now. teams that it's are going to so make it. It's so tight in the East yeah. to make the playoffs. They might next year, and like I said, the Rangers are going to be right there. They might miss the playoffs by like one point, Devils yeah. by a little more. The Rangers might miss the Penguins to make the wild card by like one point. Yeah. And I'm not being biased. It's just like my team fucking like is plagued by swine flu or whatever. <laughs> Uh, it's just what it is. The Penguins find a way to do it somehow. I don't know. I doubt them all the time, but whatever. Yeah. And then the last one I have on here is Pecorine will be a Vezina finalist. At age 37. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'll buy Finalist, it. yes. Win it, no. Who do you think wins it? I would like to say Holtby, but... Ben Bishop will be up there, too. Yeah. I would say if I said 15 takes at the start of the segment, I apologize. It's 13. So screw me. Not a math guy. Whatever. Um, Nick, you got anything else? I mean, that kind of wraps up our episode here. I don't. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, which is Veterans Day. So just if you're listening to this and you've served our country or you know someone that has served our country, uh, just a special thank you to you guys. Uh, you know, we can't thank you enough uh, for giving us the freedoms that we enjoy every single day. Uh, so thank you so much. Um, please continue to donate to the cause that we have going for American Cancer Society. Uh, like Harrison said, we'll continue to accept donations up until the end of this month. Uh, and you'll also be entered in our drawing. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else. I have one more thing. I Go think ahead. that this would just be a fun segment. Our fans, since me and Nick are completely bought in on the Islanders winning Wednesday night, there should be a punishment for us if... Like, I like if this. they fuck up. I like this. I think that we should put on the Instagram page and have people put a list of something that we could do on the podcast next episode as a punishment if we end up fucking up this bet. Because we're both going all in. Yes. So let's put this on the Instagram. We'll see what people say. And as long as it's within reason... I'm willing yeah. to accept it. Like, I'm not getting anything tattooed on my face. <laughs> no but, nude you know. pics on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that would just Show be... Show me a picture of you guys yeah, yeah, that would be a punishment for everyone. But, yeah, uh, no one will see that shit. Yeah. Uh, but that would be kind of fun. But other than that, I really don't have anything. Yeah. Like, uh, something funny. Like, okay, the next podcast, you guys have to get, like, six out of ten drunk before you do it. Like, that's entertaining. But... Or something, you know, something of that sort. Maybe, like, a funny presented by. We'll yes. Say. Agreed. Um... But yeah, other than that, I don't really have anything. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Like Nick said, continue to keep donating. Uh, dude, we're in the double digits. Double digits. And we don't have any signs of slowing down. And without further ado, class dismissed. Yeah.
And you say Shy City Shy City Shy City I'm coming home again Do you think about me now and then? Yeah Do you think about me now and then? Cause I'm coming home again Girl, when I was three years old, and what I love most, she had so much.